at Psalm 68. And uh, verse 5, now some of you are going to cry tonight, but don't cry too much. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Uh, Psalm 68 and 5 says, a father, you don't have to stand, you don't have to stand. A father... Of the what? Fatherless. You see that? A father of the fathers and being fatherless makes you an orphan. <laughs> yeah. God is a father to the fatherless. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? Uh, some of us, we, you know, we, we grew up in a home with our father there. Some of us did not. And as a result of that, it affected us. It affected us tremendously. And in his earthly ministry, Jesus used father more than any other name for God. As a matter of fact, the name fathers used some 965 times in the Bible. and I, That's not exhaustive. That's just touching the surface. Because there are other, there's other ways to use the name Father. But um, And God has been a father since before the foundation of the world were laid. In the mystery of the Trinity, he has always been the father to the son. Yet too often we forget what being a father is and what fatherhood means. I just wanted to start off there. That's my introduction. But I want to go down to your discussion questions, and we won't get into the middle of this, these, the paragraphs. But here's some questions for you. What memories do you have of your father? <clears throat> Good question. Good question. Great question, as a matter of fact. Uh, number two, <clears throat> what were the greatest gifts your father gave you? Good question. Good question. Number three, if you could ask your father one question, what would it be? Anybody want to take a stab at any one of those questions? Now, don't curse him out. Even though daddy was just a donor. Amen. <laughs> hey, Go on, digging hurt. Yeah, just choose one. Okay, but I'm going to choose one thing. If you could ask your father one question, what would it be? And right now I'm thinking of, I was probably asking, as I'm growing up as a boy, <clears throat> why didn't he maybe spend more time with me and talk to me as a father to son and stuff like that? Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful.
All right, is he really saved? All right, that's good. That's a good, good. That's a great question. All right. Anybody else? Come on. Come on. We all gonna have to answer sometime. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Now, your reluctance to these questions may also be your reluctance with God. <laughs> Amen. There's a reason I'm asking these questions. Okay. Now that he's why wouldn't he come around see his grandchildren? All right. Why did he spend more time talking to me, teaching me? Yeah, that's the that's the goal. That's the goal tonight. Show love. Right. Amen. Amen. I wash your car, right? Most, most men think that just because they're providing, they're fathering. That's not, that's not how that works. Right. Why didn't he think about his children with the choices he made, right? You were thinking about yourself, right? You weren't thinking about, you know, the kids. <laughs> yeah, you know she heavy handed. So <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch out. That girl ever. She she hit you in the back, boy, you'd be like, shoot. If you wasn't right, you would get right. <laughs> My goodness. Why wasn't there? Whew, boy, is the AC on? Right? <laughs> 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 
He had access. Della? Mm -hmm. Being in your life. One. He said, what? What's the greatest gift he's not being in your life? Okay, we got to pray about that. Oh, okay. Well, you don't know that. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So we can conclude these fathers are sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't say all of them, right? Yeah, I wouldn't say all of them. And the reason why I asked if I could would ask that it's because not to like to beat up on them. Right, but just to. just. Right, there you go. 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 Yeah, the, you know, my, my question would be, you know, didn't you know you had a child? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You know, and, and, and really, for me, I believe what I needed for my dad is probably time. Teach me how to love. Teach me how to be a, a man. You follow what I'm saying? Because that type of stuff I had to figure out. And you'll see here, it says some have assumed that by using that term, Jesus is helping us understand God. But something we do not, do not know by comparing him to something we do know, namely what? Human what? fatherhood in, th in the thousands of, thousands of years covered in the Old Testament God is called father only seven times in the Old Testament people just didn't think of God as father they thought of him as other kinds of things watch this creator almighty one etc but they didn't think of God as father. Now, here's the thing. Um, when you first had the concept of God, the idea of God, that's how you thought about him. Creator, mighty powerful, the man upstairs with the long beard, the stick. You know what I mean? We have this picture in our mind of God, and, and oftentimes we have not seen him as father, but but Jesus came and he changed that worldview because Jesus had a personal relationship with the Father. One of the hardest things to do is to love someone you don't see all the time. Amen. And, and when it comes down to God now, whew, we're talking about man. But here's what God, God did some things to to solidify the relationship by leaving the Holy Spirit here on earth and his word and then sending his son. Now in these weeks we're going we're gonna to have some more discussion questions and things like that but, but here, here's what it says. It says, but they didn't think God is father. Then Jesus came along and said this is how you're to pray. Call him what? Father. Jesus uses the expression more than a 
150 times. 150 times. He uses the name Father. Now let, let me say this to you. We all suffer from this lack of fatherhood in our lives. We may have been putting it off. We may not have been thinking about it. We may have said, you know, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm going to go on and do my life. You follow what I'm saying? I had to do it the way I got to do it. But here's the bottom line. Until you face an issue. Listen, you keep saying you're good. But your reactions. Your ad, why, why do you find so many people, so many women so mad? Upset. Got these walls up, right? And, and men just aggressive and they don't know what the world they're doing because they didn't have an example. A, a girl needs her dad. Come on, somebody. A woman, even at age 50, still needs her daddy. I'm sorry to tell you. But in some cases, as we are dealing with now, some of our dads have passed away. Some of our dads are not in the picture. They're wherever they need to be, whatever the case may be, and all that kind of stuff. So what, what should you do now? Should we walk around with this, with this emptiness inside of us, with this void inside of us, with this feeling of discomfort? And should we not heal from that? Yes, we should. And I believe tonight is the beginning of, of a journey to see that, yes, we're fathered by God. As a matter of fact, you've been fathered by God way before you even thought about it. You see, the one who has kept you this far is your father in heaven. Come on, somebody. Now, I know you miss that physical uh, representation here on earth, but God has a way. Amen. Of filling that void, of teaching you things. You know, one of the, you know, one of the, one of the things that I love about our men's fellowship, you know, we've been on the same book for about two years, going on two years now. But I want to tell you something. We've been going back that book chapter by chapter. And every time I leave there, it, it's dealing with something about me being a man. And, you know, just that one thing, you know, what we said, I wish my father would have taught me how to love, how to provide for a family, how to be a, a man. You follow what I'm saying? But, but it didn't happen. But now God has stepped in. Full-time. See, before, I, he was full-time already, but we didn't recognize it. So we didn't recognize that God was there. We knew somebody was there, but we didn't know it was God who was there. And I want you to start paying attention to see the things that your daddy does for you every single day. I wish I had somebody. This is why Psalm 68 and verse 5 says, A father of the fatherless 
and a judge for the widows is God in his holy habitation. Watch verse 6. God makes a home for the what? For the who? For the lonely. He leads out prisoners into what? Prosperity. Only the rebellious dwell in a parched land. Are you seeing that? He says he's a father to the who? That's going to be our base scripture for the whole series. A father to the fatherless. Thank you. When I was ruining my life, see, God is the type of father he will never force his will upon you. See, some things we didn't learn as, as men fathering. Nobody taught us. Nobody taught us. Let me ask you something. Where did you learn to, to, to parent? Who taught you? See? See what I'm saying? Your mama, right. Okay, and, and here's the thing. I'm talking about these men here. <laughs> and all we're doing is passing on what daddy showed us. But here's the thing. Who's really taught us how to be a father? Amen. Praise God. Amen. And sometimes I fall so short of being a father sometimes. Seriously. Maybe I'm just hard on myself. My kids say, Daddy, you're doing a great job, Daddy. But I don't feel like I'm doing I think I could do better. I, I think that's all of us. But here's the thing. I, I, I'm, this series is helping me to understand that I have to do it the way God does it to me. God doesn't beat me up all the time. He doesn't yell at me all the time. He doesn't, you follow what I'm saying? He doesn't take things away from me. Sometimes he does, though, to get my attention. You follow what I'm saying? So, so as, a, as a father, he's training me. You, somebody has a... Someone had to be the father and the mother. <laughs> they had to be both. How many of you had to be both? Let me see your hand. That was rough, man. Some of you mothers had to be both father and mother. And listen, they, they don't understand even what that's all about. But Psalm 68 gives me a promise that he's a what? Somebody read that next paragraph for me. If we had... Stop right there. You know why many of us are rebellious and we don't know how to just obey God immediately? Because we never had a daddy. You see, and God being male in gender, like you're telling me to love this, I, I don't know how to do that. I don't want anything in authority in my life. Anything that represents authority is a threat to me. 
But notice what it says. It says, if you had a love, see, dads don't understand what they bring to their children. It's bigger than just providing. A real man, a real father teaches his son or his daughter first how to love God. How to love God. Watch this. It says if we had a great and loving dad, we would gladly embrace the biblical picture of God as the what? Ultimate parent. How, how does that work? Because what you see in your dad is what you're going to expect from your God. Now, some of us had to figure this God thing out. Some of us still have this imaginary picture in our mind about God. The God that we imagine is not the God of the Bible. And that's why for some of us, it's hard for us to embrace trust. To walk by faith. To love him as daddy. Because I don't know what it's like to love a dad. He wasn't there. But may I say this to you? God has given you the capacity now. By way of the Holy Spirit. To love. To embrace isn't that something? I wish, you know, I thank God for saving me when he did. Because at least my girls have a good picture of who God is now. Thank God for saving me when he did because I would have been one of those statistics. See, when God comes in your life, he brings, listen, he takes chaos and brings order. Come on, somebody. I'm saying one more time. He takes chaos and he brings order. And if you and I were to allow God to parent us, you can't lead God. <laughs> you have to submit yourself to God and, and say, God, your will, not mine. But here's the thing. It's, you know, I, I, I realize something. My relationship to God is my direct relationship to the earthly father that I had or did not have. I didn't have one. So how did I fall in love with him? And may I say this to you? I even had to work on that. I never, I, I'll, I never forget the days, the countless days and years that I've broken down in his presence talking to him in prayer saying daddy teach me to love you because I don't know how to love I've asked him to teach me to love like Jesus teach me to love teach me to love see these are all the things a dad was supposed to give you teach me to love teach me to forgive teach me to be responsible Teach me to make right decisions. Teach me to do these things. If I'm fathered by God, then I can ask him to do all these things. And guess what? He will do it for you. And that's when you begin to change. See, it's all tying in. Sunday sermons to, the day, to, to this series 
It's all tied in to say, if you want God to change you, you have to be fathered by him. Now, here's the thing. Not everybody are children of God. Amen. And you and I have a privilege to take this relationship to another level, but you can't blame what your daddy didn't do on God. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Because whatever your daddy didn't do, God didn't cause him to do it. He did it because he wanted to do it. You with me? Read on. If we didn't, Um, yeah. <clears throat> it may take. Effort, I'm sorry. To sort through the misconceptions. Is that deep? If we had an abusive, emotionally distant, physically absent dad, it, it takes a deliberate and perhaps painful sort of what? Misconception, and that's what happens to us. We have a misconception now because what they didn't realize, they screwed us up, man. Let me just put it like that. But well, we gotta get over that. And the only way to get over it is to face it. Be honest. And say, yeah, you know what? I'm not angry at my, you know what? I'm not even angry at my dad. What, what is that gonna do? Because I have a daddy now. My mom died, so I'm 27. Matter of fact, I was, when my mom left, I was an orphan at 13. Ain't that something? Grew up in a shelter <clears throat> in Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> Mama said, I'm done with you. You too bad. I'm gone. <clears throat> now, you know when your mama leave you, <clears throat> you bad. <laughs> but that still shouldn't give her the right to leave. You understand what I'm saying? One right. So now without a father and without a mother, I become an orphan. Go to Psalm 27 for me. And here's the passage of scripture. <clears throat> now let me say this. When, when, a, when, when a father or parent is absent, it's funny, but that child moves into rebellious mode. And some of us, that's what we do with God, right? You know, because that's how we've been all of our lives. See? But, but look what he says here. Look what he says. Verse 10. This is, this is, where, this is where God really helped me. For my father and my mother have done what? But what? But what? 
But the Lord, God loves orphans. He has an adoption agency. I'll show it to you. He does. Moment you accept Christ, you are adopted into the family of God. But I, but I never thought that my relationship to my dad affects my relationship to my heavenly father. Never thought, I never put the connection together until I started to realize, man, this void that I've been missing, it's a simply because I want that touch. I want that conversation. I still desire that. My dad's alive today. I still desire that, but yet I still can't get to the point where I can ask for it. You know, when I talk to my dad, it's like I'm a little kid. I feel like a little kid. Anybody do You talk trash when you're not around him, right? You're like, shoot, that nigga ain't nothing. <clears throat> Right? I mean, you, you, know, you, you know what I'm saying? You just kind of like, you know, your conversation is not respectful, right? He wasn't there anyway. Blah, 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 say blah. But when you get into the presence of your dad, guess what happened? You become like a little kid again. Hey, daddy. <laughs> I don't know if that happens to you, but it happens to me. So it tells me I do have respect, Right? So now, when I get into the, when I come to church, uh, when I go into my prayer closet, when I come into the sanctuary of God to meet my daddy every week in my father's house, this is my father's house. You know why you come here every week? Because you're coming to his house. You're coming to visit his house. I told my girls when they get married. Every Sunday, we're having meals at the house. Tell your husband, after church, we're eating together. See how that works out. <laughs> Amen. But before he put that ring on, I'm going to let him know. Amen. This is how it's going to go down, bro. <laughs> See what he think about that. We got all the, and then we said that we're going to take family vacations together. Right? You know, we got all these plans, but when we come into the Father's house, how do you feel? See, do you come as a child depending on a father, or do you come as something else? See? Because a lot of people walk in here and they're just like, eh, whatever. When's it going to be over? I mean, dang, I'm just doing this because she told me to. See, but, but when you start understanding how much of a father he is to you, how he brought you through the darkest days of your life, when you cried out to him in that desperate hour of your life, when you really needed a daddy and he embraced you, and he put his arms around you and he says, I love you. See, those are the moments you have to remember. And I believe those are the moments in, in, your, in your journey where it should bring you closer to your father. You see, the purpose of this study is to help us to see the absolute perfection of, 
of our Heavenly Father and learn how to make the most of what? Our relationship with him. Now, I took the, the name Father and I did an acronym for the whole series. So, so week two, we'll look at family status. What's your status in this family? A is for what? Access to the Father. T. H. Yes. See, some of us are struggling and still struggling because we don't know we have a father that can help us, but because we, 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 we're still thinking earthly and we're not think, thinking heavenly that our father owns a cattle in a thousand hills, we don't access him because our pride is in the way. I believe the first step is you got to forgive your father so you can love your heavenly father. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Six and R. And then week eight we'll do, are you a member of the family? We already went over our questions. Now let's go over to the first point tonight. Was that good? Any questions? Let me ask. Anybody got questions or comments at this time before we go in? Amen. Anybody got any questions now? Amen. Questions now. Mm -hmm. It all comes back. You haven't really forgiven. Yeah. See, uh, a pastor was talking to me last week. He got kind of heated about this, but I I'm going to say this to you. This is an old mentality I want you to get rid of. I can forgive, but I can't forget. Here's the thing. If you can't forget, then you're holding a grudge. So we need to take that word forget and put grudge. So it's a grudge. So you see, Jesus said, how many times should I forgive my brother? You know, he said seven times. He said seven times 70, right? So my thing is, if you keep sinning again, so the, the picture there is that when you hurt me, I should not have remember, I shouldn't even remember what you did before because I got to forgive you again. <laughs> and you're in that kind of predicament, right? When your dad keeps doing things, dumb things, right? And it keeps coming up. And what God is trying to do through that is show you the power of real forgiveness. See, because you have done some dumb things too. Hello. Come on, somebody. And when we do some strange, dumb things, our Heavenly Father, what does he do? Now, now here's the thing. Have you ever blamed God for something? I am too scared to do that. Me personally. Maybe as an unbeliever, but as a believer, no way. Nobody. I am too scared to blame my father for that. 
But oftentimes, see, here's the thing. We blame our dads for certain things. Listen, he's there. And the only reason why you and I are not tapped into his presence is because we don't practice in his presence. He says he's a father to the fatherless. He says in Psalm 27 that what he says, when my father and my mother, earthly father and mother, forsake me. Everybody been, can I tell you how that feels? Man, that's a deep, deep feeling when your own parent turns their back on you and say, I'm done with you. Uncles, aunts, cousins, we're talking about a whole family. And then God steps in. And he becomes what they would never be. I don't think he, I don't think he hear me. And then he puts you in a church around people who loves you. See, God extends his love through each. This is why church got to change. We got to change the church today, y'all. Listen, if I, if I never go out to lunch with you, if I never come to your house, what kind of God wants to be what they want in your life? And he puts a replacement there. That's what he does. Why does he do that? Because we are his body. There you go. Because we see our dad as that first authority figure. There you go. You're getting it. You got it. Because <laughs> we see him as the first authority. And some of us, we bucked our mamas. Amen. Yeah. Some of you tried to buck your mama. Okay. I, I'm just saying, you know, listen, if you were born in a in a in a in a father in a two-parent home, listen. Bless you. Okay, you're blessed. You don't even know how blessed you are. Matter of fact, you ought to be thanking them right now. You follow what I'm saying? Because you have a healthy picture. Now, you don't have no excuse for why your relationship is so raggedy with God. <laughs> you, with, you with me? Now, now, if they were godly people now, now, if they were godly people and they showed you how to follow God and how to love him, listen, I, I love God, y'all. I, I love him, and I keep saying it to him every day, and I, every day I question that. I question, am I saying it, and do I really mean it? God, I love you. Okay, yeah, okay. But do I really mean that? Because see, sometimes I want to be left alone. <laughs> sometimes I don't want to be bothered. And with God, he never takes a day off. <laughs> Listen, some of you have become parents. You don't, be, you don't get no day off. 
when you wake up in the morning, you don't say, well, I don't want to be a parent this morning. Even when they leave home. But for 18 years and nine months, <laughs> okay, uh, until they leave, you were still, and even when they leave, they're going to call you. You know one of the worst things you can ever be in? In a predicament where you can't even help your child. Because of your bad stewardship. Well, you can't even do anything for them. You know what's you know what's shame? When we gotta go to them for help. When was the last time God came to you for help? Some of us think we're ready for marriage and we're ready for babies and all this stuff. It's a big responsibility we're talking about here. But here's the thing. I want to say this to you. You and I have to be parents and nothing else. They look up to you. You don't look down to them and take anything from them. Uh-oh. I must have hit something right there. See, but we didn't have no example. Right? So we're going to take that excuse, a reason wrapped up in a lie. We're going to take that, and we're going to say, okay, I didn't know any better. But you have matured, haven't you? Now, we're going to learn through this series. Listen, this, this is just starting to get good. Yeah, you're going to cry some more. But you're healing. That's the point. Now, only Jesus has the perfect father. So let me just, let me just break some news to you. Uh, none of us had perfect parents. Amen. We are not perfect parents. So only Jesus has the perfect father. Go to Matthew 5. Amen. Y'all look like y'all want to get deep on me here. Man, I was watching some stuff on Netflix. And I, I got girls, man. Let me tell you something. It's a, it's, it's a nasty world out there, man. And this particular thing was these, these men were uh, going on mocha. I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a um, social media site called mocha. And what they're doing is they're luring little girls, 16, 13, 14, and getting them to come to Las Vegas. And they turn them into prostitutes. Right. Man, for a, for, for a father, not just girls. So now think about your life in relation to your heavenly father now. 
when you're sleeping with everybody. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. When you're not doing his will. How do you think your daddy feels? And the deep thing about this daddy, wherever you go, he sees you. That's the deep thing about it. Matter of fact, before a word comes out your mouth, he knows that word. Dad, gone, daddy. You have to be everywhere. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, when I used to do raw, I used to be like, man, is that my mom? Man, I used to be that paranoia, man. <laughs> Especially when you get high, you're like, man, is that mom? <laughs> that look like mom. <laughs> Listen, I promise you, we used to run and hide places. Like, dad, gone. That's mom. I know that's mom. She saw me. <laughs> that was a little dog running across the street. <laughs> Man, marijuana would do some crazy stuff to your mind. Hey, <laughs> man. But, but Matthew 5. I like to make y'all laugh, so don't, don't, don't get mad at me. Look, 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 look what he says. You know what? Let's just read. Whoo, Lord. Look at verse 44. Come on, somebody read, somebody read from there. Let's do that. Or we can stop crying now we can start laughing. Yeah. Oh! Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. <laughs> That's not what my daddy taught me. <clears throat> I say to you, love your enemies. Right? My question is, how do I love my enemies? Like, seriously, that's one of the hardest things to do, right? Like, love your enemies? Really? Seriously? I mean, seriously, I mean, this is some hard stuff. And this is Jesus talking. He says what? Pray for those who do what? I'm just saying, I'm just saying. What, how do you do that? I just, I just can't get that. I... I, I, I get praying for them, but I'm not really praying for their good. You know what I mean? I'm like David. Lord, open a pit in the ground. And when they walk, may they fall down in it real deep and may they never come up. You know what I mean? Lord, poke out their eyes or something. Let them not see again. I mean, stuff like that I'd be praying. You know, like. <laughs> I'm not saying, Lord, bless them. But see, throughout your journey, your father teaches you lessons. And some of the lessons he, te he teaches you this. Hating is not good. Matter of fact, hating is a wasted energy. Follow what I'm saying? But, but here's the thing. He gives us the capacity to do things that we would not normally do. That's why when you get saved, nobody want to hang around you because they don't think you lost your mind. You praying for me? F you. I'm praying for you. F you. I'm praying for you. F you. Your mama this. I'm praying for you. Man, I love you. Okay, she done lost her mind now. 
Matter of fact, I tried that one day, and the guy got even worse. He's like, what do you mean? Don't pray for me. That's what he said. <laughs> he said, don't you pray for me, man. I don't want your prayer. I said, I'm still going to pray for you because you curse me. Don't get her started right there. So now look what he says now. He says, if you do it that way, see, I don't think you're ready to be a son or a daughter. I don't think you're ready to be fathered yet. Let me tell you why. Because as a child, you got to obey your father. And a lot of us, we ain't there yet. Because watch this. Watch what he says. He says, so that you now, if I'm reading this right, if I'm reading this right, okay, I am reading this right. Hello. Huyos in the Greek. And the word means just that, a son, an attendant. Um, he says, so that you may be sons Of what? Man. That's deep. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Ooh, Lord. You know, I, I wondered why for about three or four weeks, every morning the Lord would drop me <laughs> on, on, uh, uh, John, yeah, John chapter 8. You know, I'm like, man, why is he hitting me in John chapter 8 again? Every day I was like, John chapter 8. And, and then I discovered that it, this is how this fathered by God stuff got birth, right? He's like, and you are of your father the devil. I'm like, dang, gone. For he was a liar from the beginning and the truth is not in him. And you the same way. You see, you can tell who your father is by your nature. By your nature, by who you are. Your character. He says, love your enemies. Pray for them that despitefully use you persecute you, same thing, despitefully use you, all that kind of stuff. Pray for them people. Now, I find it hard to do that but, but at the beginning, but I don't find that hard to do now. You know why? Because I've been fathered by God. And when you've been fathered by God, you realize something. God gives us illustrations all through the Bible that he will take care of it, but not in your time. Now, now he says, he says, he says, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven, for he causes his, his son, S-U-N, not the S-O-N, to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends what? Rain on the righteous and the what? 
But the key thing there, he says, he says that if you do this, you're a child. You're my child. I'm bragging on you now. There go my boy. There go my girl. Come here and sit in daddy's lap. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. You cursed me, I blessed you. Come here. You've proven that you belong to me. Oh, this is heavy. Oh, this is real heavy. See, I want to be changed and all that kind of stuff, but I want, I want daddy's approval. Write it down. We are all searching for daddy's approval. My girls, they're always, always looking for my approval. Always looking for my approval. Amen. And guess what I got to do? I got to reward them when they do, watch this, when they do what they've been taught to do. Oh, I don't think you're hearing me. Love your enemies. First lesson of being a child of God. Here it is. First lesson of being fathered by God is you got to love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you so that you, I'm going to read it one more time, so that you may be sons. Uh, Notice what it says, of your father. Where is he? Now, my earthly father, guess what he would have done? My earthly father ain't giving me no advice like that. My earthly father, my ego. Son, hit him. Don't let nobody run over you like that. You ain't no punk. You hit him. Hit him hard as you can. Just knock him out. Knock him out the blocks. See what I'm saying? See, see, see? See, isn't it amazing, right? We tell our, gir- we tell our boys to knock them out. And, and what we tell our girls? <laughs> knock them out. Depends on where you're from. <laughs> call your daddy. Amen. I'm be right there. You call your daddy. I'm going to be right there. So what I want you to start looking at your actions. Amen. I want you to start looking at how you carry yourself. And and the way you carry yourself proves who your daddy is. (laughs) That's pretty tough right there, boy. And this is where maturity comes in. Right? Because the more you get to know the father, you realize how easy this is to do. My wife always said, man, why do you always do that? I got people owe me money. I said, don't worry about it. I don't, don't worry about it. You don't, you don't, you, you mess with me, I, I keep it. Guess what? The Lord going to take care of me. See, because I understand who my daddy is. And I did that this week to a person, and I got a phone call today tripling what I gave up. I don't think y'all hearing me. Today. I'm like, for real? They're like, yeah. 
I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Because I know who my daddy is. When, when the enemy wants to lure you out, remember you, what's at stake. When you leave the when you leave church, you're leaving your house. You're leaving behind your family. You're leaving your daddy behind. You're saying, I'm done. I don't think you're hearing me. But that's how it works. Because in daddy's house, you get access to daddy. Hello, somebody. And then all of us want, listen, and here's so how awesome he is, right? He's omnipresent. So we don't have to stand in line. Ooh, I wish I had somebody right now. You don't have to stand in line to sit on his lap. You don't have to, you know, listen, I, I'm, I'm a grown man, but I want to sit in my daddy's lap. I don't think you're hearing me. I want that love from my dad that I never got. See, see, it's not cool to hug. That's kind of, that's gay. That's gay. But I want my girls, when I get older, if my legs can hold up, <laughs> I want them to still sit in my lap. I want them to still hold me and embrace me. I want to hold them and embrace them. You never stop being a father. Are you with me? It's the same thing with God. He's omnipresent. And listen, at any moment, at any second, you have access to a person that you've been neglecting because you've been thinking about the other guy that ain't there. And it's been 20 years. It's been a long time. Why do you think we do the big D? That's another reason for the big D. Because there's a lot of kids in separated homes and divorced homes. And I want to tell you something, they're hurting. But if we were to teach them that you're fathered by God, I know it's hard for a child to get that because it takes some imagination. But here's, here's, here's how it could be real easy for them if you show them through your life how to love him. Amen. Teach, teach your kids how to love God. Listen, Teach them how to love them by at nighttime praying together. Call your kids wherever they are. Call them. Say, son, let's pray tonight. When was the last time you done that? Long distance children out of home and all that kind of stuff. Call them up. Say, son, you know what? I want to pray with you tonight before you go to bed. <laughs> you know, and mothers, I know you had to be both. And at some point, when your child gets to that age, you got to put them in the father's hands. You got to stop fighting with them. Yeah, you got to stop tripping with them. And you got to say, God, this is your child. I've done my part. You told me to bring him up. Now, Jesus, when, when, when he got to 12, he said, listen, uh, y'all, I uh, appreciate y'all coming back looking for me. But I got to be about my father's business. Now, who, wrote, who raised them that way? Oh, yes. His daddy rose them that way to say, hey, 
I got to be about my father's business at 12 years old. You tell me a child can't love God and be serious about God? Listen, we pull our kids out of church for all kinds of reasons. Sports and this and that and this and all kinds of that stuff. Okay, and guess what? When they get to college, they didn't develop their relationship with God. Now, you can do both. It takes balance. Amen. Look what he says. Verse 46. Man, I knew I wasn't going to get rid of him. Read it for me. Now watch this. You know what he's saying? Oh boy. You know what he's saying? It's easy to love people that love you. But the only way you can truly see if you can love is if you love the people that hurt you. Listen, I had to love my dad. I, I, listen, I, I hadn't thought, can I tell you how I do it? Out of sight, out of mind. You're not around, I ain't thinking about you. And I've done that for 20-something years. Family, everybody. My whole family turned their back to me. Never once did they call and say, you all right? Where are you? I came all the way from another country to this country, and everybody thought I was in jail. One person said I killed my wife and I was in jail, and... I mean, Dad, they're not talking about nothing positive. But nobody said, no, let me find out. Is he all right? Are you okay, man? You need something? Here I am in this orphanage fighting. Because you wasn't finna punk me in there. I, I wasn't having that. I had to survive. Come in at a certain time, go to bed just like prison, go to bed at a certain time, I know about all that. Point system, all kinds of stuff. And then I had a bad attitude. So that didn't help at all. But see, here's the thing. I developed so much hatred inside of me, I didn't even know how to love God. I, I blocked God out. God wasn't even in the picture. And some of you have done the same thing. Some of you have been through the same thing. But Jesus said, if you're a child of mine, you don't block it out. You love those who are difficult to love. That's deep to me. You got to pray for them. Pray for them. Pray, pray, pray. God, change their hearts. Save them. Save my dad. And at 82, let me tell you something. I prayed for my dad. And at 82 years old, he gave his life to Jesus. Now he's sold out for God. See, I'm trying to give you some hope. That even though you didn't get to choose your daddy, amen, even though you didn't get to choose your father or never met your, 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 
your, your dad. God can save them if it's not too late. But see, until we start having a better view of our earthly father, hmm, by forgiving, by forgetting, then we can develop this relationship with him. Now he can father you. He can be a parent to you. He says it's easy to hate those. He said, shoot, the Gentiles do that. But look at verse 48. He says, therefore, what? You ought to be what? Now, let me tell you what that word means. What, Jay? Nope. See, this is where, where we... Now, here's, here, here's the picture here. This is some deep stuff, man. This, is, this stuff is deep. I knew this series was going to be deep. He says, therefore, right? What is it, therefore? You, what? You are to be what? Why? So in other words, come here. Come here, herd. Come here, herd. Come here, herd. See, daddy showed me what to do. Right? And because daddy, by his example, is showing me what to do, right? Then I ought to, I ought to come behind daddy and say, okay, daddy, because you did it. Now I can do it. Because now I have this example. But this word perfect, you wouldn't believe what it means. Mature. Thank you. So what he's saying is, you ready for this? Um, Y'all got to grow up. We got to stop throwing these tantrums because we don't get what we want. So guess what we do? We stop praying. I ain't praying this week. I didn't get what I want, so I'm done with that. He says, be perfect as your heavenly father. In other words, imitate who you belong to. Show who your daddy is. Lord, change me. See, he says, be perfect as he is perfect. Be mature as his. Listen, daddy is not always going to say, God, God, Google, come here. No, that baby right there, the baby? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you, you holding the baby now. Six months from now, that baby better be running around here doing something. Okay? Because guess what? Be perfect as your father because your father is supplying the example and providing the nutrients, come on somebody, and what you need to grow. You know, you know why we, it's so hard for us to see anything other than ourselves? Because we're looking 
at ourselves and not at our, at our father. We're looking at the wrong example. The world empire and all these other reality shows has given us our example. Oh, this is what it's supposed to be like. I want you to watch this movie. It's called Mississippi Damned. Did you watch it? Huh? I want to tell you something. That movie shows you the typical, it's on Netflix, Mississippi Damned. Now, it's got a little, few little explicit words and things like that, but, but here's the thing. The reason I want you to watch it, because I want, you, I want you to see about people who are trapped. And all through the movie, the only time they went to church is when somebody died, when grandmama died. Watch that movie. And you'll see some things there that's going on in families. And why people are staying away from church. Listen, I thank God that I found my daddy. Come on, somebody. Give God a praise for that. Aren't you glad you found him? Come on, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that, that, that finally you can have, listen, and you can ask him, Daddy, why? Now, don't be asking why all the time, okay? Just get your whys out. <laughs> and then you got to mature a little bit. We got to grow up. We got to grow up because he says, he said, listen, when you grow up, you prove who your father is. He says, watch this. He says, therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly father is what? Is perfect. He's mature. One more scripture. Watch this. Go to John 14. My goodness. Verse 6. Ah, you know what? Well, let's go to verse 1. This is, the, this is the famous funeral one, but we're going to do this one here. What does it say? <laughs> do not let your heart be troubled. You've been to church before. You've been to funerals before, right? What does he say? What does he say? Believe in God. Believe also in me. Now, now this is Jesus talking now. See, I, I shouldn't have went here right now, but I, I just let me give you a taste for next week. He says, now, in my father's, here's the thing. Jesus never left his father's house. Here's the thing. He stepped down. He wrapped himself in humanity. Come on, somebody. You have deity in humanity. God in the flesh. Came down to earth Amen. That's the only time he left. He left home. But where is he now? He went back home. A lot of us are such in a hurry to leave home. Only to return back home. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. Only to what? To return back home. Isn't it a shame you return back home and nobody's there? That's deep. Everybody gone. But watch this, watch this. He says, he says, in my father's house, notice he refers to him as what? His father. There are many what? Dwelling place. 
If it were not so, I would not have what? Told you. For I go to prepare a place for who? Oh, I, wish, I hope this is you. Because here's the thing. Beyond this life of him being your father, when you get to heaven, he's going to provide for you up there too. Listen, when we go to heaven, we don't have to clock in no nine to five. It's already been laid out for you. As a matter of fact, you're not even the one providing for you now. Because tomorrow he can take your strength. Tomorrow something can happen to you tomorrow that can paralyze you to the point where you have to rely on something else other than yourself. But when you're living in the Father's house, it's safe. I ain't trying to leave home. Nobody. <laughs> I tell you that right now. I'm staying home. Listen, I'm staying home. <laughs> when I walk into that house, I know whose house it is. But it's when I get out of the will of God, will of the Father, when I decide, you know, I don't, I don't want to live here no more. Go on. Peace. Amen. He ain't begging you to stay home. That's why you have so many people out here today who are broken and they won't come back home. Watch your text. The text says, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may also be. Verse 4. And you know the way where I'm going. Thomas, you see, here it is. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How do we know the way? Okay. Jesus said, okay, I'll tell you the way back home to the Father's house or the way there to that mansion that he has prepared for you. Can you imagine that? Your house is already laid out. Cribs ain't got nothing on you. I don't think you're hearing me. The stuff that God has prepared for his children, God knows how long you've been suffering. He knows how long you've been in pain. He knows how long you've had those feelings that you had. But he says, baby, there's a bigger picture here. What your dad didn't do for you, I'm going to do it ten times better. Because I created you. Watch this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Watch this now. No one comes to the Father. But what? Through me. Verse 7, if you had known me, see, here's the thing. Here's the reason why a lot of people don't know God. And this is for the Muslims, and this is for the Hindu, and this is for all these other religions out here, Jehovah Witness, everybody. If you don't know Jesus, you can't call him God. 
Because no one can get to the Father unless they go through the Son. Hello, somebody. In other words, Jesus is your brother. But he's also your father because he's God. Now, that's confusing in itself. I'll confuse a child. How are you going to be my brother and my father and we're married to him? Oh, hold on. Now, that's kind of different right there. I heard Eddie Long say, uh, <laughs> like, what are you doing listening to Eddie Long? Eddie Long said, oh, we don't need God. Uh, we, we, God, he has given us, we need essence. Bro, let me just help you with something. First of all, God put it inside of you, Romans 1, to know him. Now, the only way that you can come to know your father is if you go through Jesus. Are you with me? See, we can't form this relationship with our father unless you have a relationship with Jesus. And the question I have for you tonight is I close. What's your relationship like with Jesus? If you want to judge how well a person understands Christianity, find out how much he makes of the thought of having God as his father. Think about that for a minute. When you leave here tonight, think about this for a moment. Man, God is my father. He's my father. I have access to him because I've accepted Jesus Christ. And as a result now, I can be freed from those feelings of abandonment, those hurts, the lack of fatherhood in my life that, 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 that could have nurtured you and make you into the woman. Listen, some of you, if you're daddy, you wouldn't be where you are today in life. But here's the thing. Now with your heavenly father, you can be even more. Come on, somebody. Sit back and watch. In these coming weeks, if you take this real seriously, if you take it seriously and you start forming that relationship, now listen, it take, you, you got to do something. You got to get up in the morning, you got to get on your knees, you got to pray. Prayer is talking to your daddy. Fasting is denying yourself so that you, your voice can be heard in heaven. I mean, you want to break some yokes in your life. Well, we're fasting tomorrow. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. And tonight as I close, I want to give you this opportunity. You want me to pray for you tonight. I said, I need a better view. I need to remember, be perfect because I'm perfect. Maybe we need to grow up. Amen. Maybe we need to go deeper into this relationship, but the only way you can do that, you got to forgive.
You got to forget. And you got to pray for those daddies, fathers that never really gave you what you needed. I want to pray for you today.